Yo, today's QOD is you don't need to get rid of any part of yourself in order to love yourself. Here we go. Quote of the day show. I'm your host, Sean Croxton of SeanCroxton.com. Today's episode is another one of those episodes that I'm going to highly encourage you to listen to over and over and over and over again. Because what Dr. Demartini is about to do is show you how to become more aware of the labels that you place on other people. And by doing so, you can become a more whole person yourself. And so if there are people in this world who are getting on your nerves, people who you have, who you have placed labels on, then this episode is about to rock your world. Here's the doc. So what I did is I started to do something, which was a major breakthrough for me. I started to identify whatever I saw in another individual, where did I have it inside me? And this is something Aristotle did when he was on his peripatetic walks. That was famous for his walking teaching. And he said that whatever you see in nature is a reflection of you, and it is whispering to you, and it is you. And so what I did is I started to identify traits. And so I, would, I watched when I reacted to people. Would you agree we react to people? And we give evaluations. We hear ourselves internally judge them real quick. Sometimes we don't say anything, but we just internally judge them, yes? I've watched myself. I've, I've, I've stood out and observed my reaction to people and looked and tried to objectively look at what's it saying, what's it really representing. And so I started to respond by taking notes of what was my interpretation of somebody. Didn't matter who. It could be at a park bench somewhere. It could be in a grocery store, a mall. Didn't matter. And then asking, whatever I see in them, where is it in me? And I had to make sure that it was quantitatively and qualitatively equal. And I started noticing that there wasn't a trait on the outside that I didn't have. And that was really revealing because I kept finding people that were reminding me of parts of me that I was judging And I noticed that the things I was judging about me were all the incomplete awarenesses that I had stored from the reactions of other people that I was denying earlier. So then what I did is I said, well, this is slow going person by person. So I went to the dictionary, the Oxford Dictionary, the big thick one, the thin paper, and I went alphabetically through the dictionary. Yes, I'm neurotic. And I circled every human trait known in the English language. And then I stopped, meditated for a second, okay, who do I know that's the most extreme example of that trait anywhere on earth? And I'd identify them. And then I would say, all right, this is the most extreme example of that trait I can pop in my mind. And then where and when do I have that trait 100% to the same degree as I see in them? And I use the most extreme examples on the outside for me to use as a guidepost for me to discover inside me whatever I saw. And believe it or not, after going through 4,000 628 traits. I found every one of them inside me. So you can't say anything about me that's not true. (laughs) Because it was true. I'm nice, I'm mean, I'm kind, I'm cruel, I'm giving, I'm taking, I'm generous, I'm stingy, I'm honest, I'm dishonest, I exaggerate, I minimize. Every imaginable thing that I could imagine a human being done, I've done in my life when I'm honest. And I didn't want to be honest because I wanted to buy into superficial idealisms, social idealisms about how people are supposed to be, 
that nobody was living, but everybody was striving and trying to pretend they were living. But in fact, I can say it right now, you don't need to get rid of any part of yourself in order to love yourself. That's why self-improvement is really an illusion. It's, it's based on an illusion of one-sidedness instead of an embracing of all sides of our life. Because I realized that there are times for everything. And I remember what Ecclesiastes 3 said in biblical writings, a time for peace, a time for war, a time for this, a time for that, a time for both sides. And I thought, well, that means that there is a time for all the traits. And I remember Machiavellian, the prince, saying that you have to be both outgoing and introverted. You have to be kind and cruel. You have to be a little of everything in order to make it in the world. And you have to be able to embrace both sides of yourself as hero and villain, saint and sinner, and virtue and vice if you want to be whole, as the Taoists describe. So then I realized that every one of those traits I had to own. And as I was going through those, I was chuckling, bringing tears to my eyes, laughter, going, okay, I, I can't believe I've even done everything I could to avoid facing that, but it's really blatant. I do that. And I do that. And I do that. Yep, that's me. Oh, yep. And I looked at all these different settings, and I found out I had every one of them. And then I realized that I was judging some of those. And I wasn't loving some of those inside me. And I was trying to get rid of part of them. And I was wanting one half of them, but not embracing all of them. And then I stopped and goes, well, wait a minute now. Um, if they're a trait and they're here, they must serve or they would have gone extinct. So they must have a meaning. Because how can there be a divine perfection and then not be part of a divine order in these traits? So I, I said, I went on a quest to try to find out that what most people think is a negative trait, where is it a positive trait, balanced it out. So my next step, besides owning reflection of every trait, was to identify and neutralize my perception of every trait. So I went again, and I wrote down, and it's, some of it's still on my computer today if you go to my website, drdmartini.com. I went to each trait, and if I initially thought it was a negative trait, I'd ask, what are the benefits? And I'd write down as many benefits and positives to that trait until I was neutralized on it. And then I realized that every trait serves. The next one was this. The next realization came along when I realized that not only did I have every trait and every, other tra every anti-trait, but so did everybody else. So that means that if I looked at somebody and I thought, well, boy, they're really critical, I look at where do they praise? And I look for whatever I saw. If they were rejecting me, I look at where do they embrace me? If they're critical of me, where do they do this? I, always, I look for where the opposite was. Because if I didn't, I labeled them. And would you agree that somebody could label you incompletely? Yes, no? Let me give you an example of a false label. Anybody who knows me and knows my true life knows that I full-time speak. I speak every day just about and sometimes multiple times in a day, so 400 times a year. And I'm traveling full-time. I was in Phoenix the last two days, and before that I was in Perth the night before that, and Melbourne the night before that, and Sydney the night before that, and Brisbane the night before that, and Los Angeles the night before that, and Florida, Miami the night before that. And each night I'm in different cities. And so I have a very intense schedule, yes? And people go, why do you do that? I said, because I can. But one day at lunch, during a program I was doing in Houston, Texas, my girlfriend at the time had me come over and have lunch with her and two of her socialite friends. And they were very noted in Houston, very wealthy, noted kind of socialite gossip people in Houston, knowing all the stuff that's going on in Houston. Now, I know zero about what the gossip is in Houston and really don't have a lot of value on that. It's not my highest value. So I'm sitting there having lunch with my girlfriend and these two women. 
And they're going on and on and on and on for about 45, 50 minutes about all the gossip in Houston, all the things that's going on, everything else. And I didn't say a word. I know it's hard to imagine I didn't say a word. I said nothing. I, I was quiet, just sat there. And finally, I had to go back to my talk because I was doing a, a program called Imperience, which is on comparative religion, sciences, and philosophies of the world for 10 days for 144 hours straight. And I was taking an hour break at lunch. And so when I'm there, I was just quiet, right? So I had to go back, and I excused myself. I went to the restroom, and when I came back, my girlfriend walked me back to the seminar. And she said, you never guess what these two women said when you walked away to the bathroom. And I said, what? They said, he seems like a nice man, but he's so quiet. He's so introverted. Does he have much ambition? Does he, does he speak much? So can you see that in a different context, people could label you out of incomplete awareness? And I realized that I was labeling most people out of incomplete context as I was going through my life. So I wanted to go and ask, because we have a set of values. You support my values, I'm pretty nice to you and I'm open to you. You challenge my values, I can be pretty close and down on you. Would you agree we can all do that? Would you agree we're both saint and sinner, nice and mean, depending on if somebody supports or challenges our values? If somebody comes up to you and says, what a beautiful daughter you have. She's so lovely. You'll probably open up and say, here's my daughter. If I go up to her and I say, what an ugly little thing you got there. <laughs> my God, what is that thing? You'll close down, won't you? So you're not an open or closed person. You're just a person with a set of values. And depending on the environment and your perception of the environment, you're responding. So anytime somebody projects a label onto you, if somebody comes up to you and says, you seem like a nice man, I said, it depends on when you see me. I'm nice and mean, kind and cruel. I'm everything. That gives me freedom to not be put on pedestals or pits. Does that make any sense? I don't want to be on a pedestal or pit in people's eyes. I just want to be in their heart. So what I did is I went in there and identified where I and the other person had the other side until I balanced my perception and broke the labels that I was indoctrinating them with in my mind. Because every time you have a label on somebody, imagine how many kids are being labeled incompletely when the child can go home and have a photographic memory in front of the video games for eight hours. And yet they're labeled attention deficit, stuck on Ritalin and stimulants and things of this nature because of these labels. Yes, no? So what I'm trying to say is that I ask the question and I look for the anti-trait, the anti-particle. In quantum physics, the anti-particle, until I saw them balanced. When I did, it broke my label of them. So first, I saw that they have a balance of positive and negatives. Then I owned the trait and saw that they were my reflections. Pluck the mode out of your own eye before you pluck it out of theirs. Then I, I neutralized the charge in every one of the traits, neutralized the charge in every one of my traits, and then I went in there and saw that the trait and the anti-trait were balancing them, so my label of them was annihilated. Now my heart is opening up to them more. Can you see this? And instead of them being somebody that I'm reacting to, I've got to have or got to get away from, where I'm reacting with attraction and repulsion, I'm poised, I'm present with them, I feel, in a sense, grateful for them, and I realized that they were there to teach me a parts of me that I haven't loved. What a great realization. And then I realized that there is a divine perfection because the people that show up in our lives are there for a reason. Like I said, listen to that one over and over and over again. That was Dr. John Demartini. His website is drdemartini.com. Head on over to his website and learn about his upcoming events. He's got a breakthrough experience event coming up in Las Vegas, November 3rd through 4th. You can also go to his website and get his free video series called Four Must Do Action Steps to Empower Your 
life. I'm going to see you tomorrow with another episode. We've got Sandy Gallagher on the show. I'll see you then. Peace. Peace.